Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us at Draft Politics. This is our 30th episode. It's a big deal. It is a big deal this time. Because of the 30th episode, there are no other reasons why this week is a big deal. Well, there's actually many reasons this week is a big deal, as I think about it. First of all, this is the first episode we're recording in my home. It is. We are Uh, in your home. Because we were watching debates tonight. True. It is also the first time you and I have been in the same place during one of the debates. So also that's another important Man. thing. Yeah, no, there's lots of oh, big things so happening big this deals. week. And I think this is... I feel like there's something else, though. Like, it's, yeah. I can't remember what it was. can't remember <laughs> what it was. I... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not being good. At, I'm not good at being a straight man here. Yeah, well, no impeachment, welcome, everybody. Welcome everybody <laughs> to Draft Politics yes. episode 30. It's a big deal. Yes. I'm EJ. It's impeachment week, and I'm and here. This is Steve, of course. Uh, yes. Also, you got to meet our Will Hurd correspondent. I did. Week, yeah, so the Will Hurd correspondent. Uh, she, she was here for the debate, so yeah. that was good. She said said to us, "She's a staunch progressive gun owner from Texas." And Will Hurd expert. Yes. And I said, what are you going to do now that Will Hurd is leaving the Republican Party along with everybody else? Yes. But we'll get to that. We will get, we to, will the get to that. We will get to that. The exodus in so, a bit. Okay. So other thing to note is we have no outline tonight. No, so we are none. making this up on the fly. I mean, how could you this week? Right. Because there's just... It's just right. too much. So, do we want to do impeachment first, or do we want to do debate first? Look, I'm going to say we do impeachment first. Okay. This We're is going the thing chronological that, that order. so many people are interested in, maybe saw, maybe T-vote. Right? Right. Maybe they thought, right. I'm going to T-vote the votes, and uh, hopefully I'll miss the spoilers. I, I had this idea for... They were doing the the roll call in the Judiciary Committee, and mm-hmm. they were going through, and everybody's like, so-and-so, I, so-and-so, nay, et cetera. I was thinking they make a great, like, techno song. I need to work on that. But, like, just the rhythm, I was, like, almost, like, dancing yeah. to the rhythm of it, which you don't get that with the, the larger vote. Oh, the rhythm is the dancer. Yes. That's great. So you're also going, going to get you. Uh, <laughs> always. <laughs> so yesterday... I, and, you know, we joke, you know, it, it is a part of our brand. And, and what we try to do is always be lighthearted about what's going on, even if it's very serious. And yesterday was a very serious day. I mean, we've talked for the last year about what it's like to look upon our federal government and especially the executive branch and say, look, these people don't care about anything. They don't care about other people. They don't care about the Constitution in the way that we interpret it. They don't care about the values that we think are uniquely and and primarily American. And what are we going to do about it? And this has been this arc. And the end of the arc, maybe was yesterday with the House of Representatives voting to approve two articles of impeachment for our president, Donald Jackass. Donald John Trump. John John Trump. Trump. Yeah, I think that was the final. Yeah, no, I I, I get the confusion. Sorry. Uh, Trump. Yes. Um, I feel like it's 
it's kind of a midpoint. It's in 2016, we had the election that led to, to Trump. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of frustration and anger about how that happened. And then that got channeled into the election that would follow in 2018, where we elected the people who ultimately were the ones who would lead those investigations and get us to the point of impeachment. If we had not won in 2018, had we not converted all those seats to be Democrats, yeah. none of this would have happened. And whatever the value of officially impeaching him or not, the all the investigations, all that has come up with that, like the whistleblower, would never have been a thing if Republicans are in control of the House. What we also saw was because we did not get control of the Senate, it can only go so far. We aren't going to right now. It's not looking good for us having any kind of, you know, objective ish uh, review of what's going on in the Senate. And so that's that's where we are this midpoint. And that leads us to 2020, where do we continue to to have that energy and that fight and push to finally get Trump out of office and sort of conclude this particular moment in yeah. time. Uh, and and I, I mean, I guess I would say a couple things. One is I never expected Donald Trump to be removed from office. Oh, no, no. Nor did I really want him to be. Mm. That is a traumatic event. And I, as as bad and terrible as I think he is, I think removal is a tremendously divisive thing. Now, you know, resignment is another thing, and that could be okay. And even where we are is divisive, and um, not that I'm saying we should always cater to people who are kind of the snowflakes on, on maybe the more conservative side, but I also recognize that, you know, that the healing process takes time and there will be. And it's not the fault of people who have called out what they see as injustices. It is, you know, it is the fault of people who say everybody who is against the person you preferred hates you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, you know, kind of leads me to what we saw in the debates over the last couple of days. And Not the talking debate. points. The other no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in the House, yes. the debate period around those two articles really showed both some some very poignant and some very disturbing arguments and talking points on both sides. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of pulled some very specific ones out and said, like, on both sides, though. So, yeah. I'm curious where, what you're saying. Well, so, you know, when I look at the Republican talking points, they were about, you know, not just about, oh, it's partisan. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. There, there's partisanship involved. Um, but then there were things invoking, saying it's a coup. Right. That... It clearly is not, or yes. unconstitutional. Yes. It is clearly not unconstitutional. It's I, I like mean the con- literally part of the Constitution. Yes. yes, and the Constitution is deliberately vague about it. Right. And so, 
there's no definition of high crimes and misdemeanors. Anything can be. And when people say, like, well, that means that this will forever weaponize you know, the impeachment process, that maybe. Well, that but, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a little absurd to me to see the party arguing that that was also the one saying the guy who lied about a blowjob is you know is should be impeached like right. if we're, if any weaponizing of impeachment happened it happened a while ago well and and the funny thing about it to me is that those same folks were totally on board with birther arguments about obama oh yeah and no impeachment movement ever gained any steam mm-hmm. and these were people who their stated goal was to stop Barack Hussein Hussein mm-hmm. Obama from oh, yeah. doing anything oh, yeah. and they couldn't find a reason to impeach and so I, I you know at one point I, I had to stop and say like do these people realize that every word they've said in Congress has been recorded and can be replayed to them? Oh, yeah. Well, but, you know, it's it's a lot of why we're at where we are is because yeah. their words are not going to be replayed in a negative context to the people who are voting for them. There's There's totally separate media spheres and totally separate versions of how everything's being presented. And the the Sean Hannity version of the reality that we're looking at is different than the Rachel Maddow version of reality that we're looking at. Now, you can find the the, the sort of self-reinforcing elements of yeah. one version of that reality that says, okay, well, here's some more centrist views, here's some more leftist views, and they all come to the same conclusions. Whereas the right is really only reinforcing itself. There's nothing else out there that's giving any sort of connection to any kind of reality. Um, but I want to get back to what you were saying about you said both sides. So what was it you're hearing on from Democrats that was that was at issue? I mean, what's interesting, I think, is that there are lots of Democrats who have felt that they couldn't take too strong a stance right. because they are in districts that Donald Trump won in 2016 mm-hmm. and they won in 2018. I mean, look, and I, I've been very interested in this because I, I grew up in Michigan. Yeah. And that's a swing state with a lot of swing districts. Um, and it was definitely swung. Uh, uh, yeah. And actually, I've got to say this, the New York Times and the Daily, if you listen to them, they've done some good reporting on on some of the the representatives there and you have oh man so you've got a representative in like around holly michigan Mm -hmm. and just south you've got rashida talib yeah and rashida talib uh, is somebody who very early on came out and said we have to impeach uh, and refer to the president and terms that I shall not use on this so you don't have to flag us as not safe for work or not safe for kids on iTunes. Is but this the whole impeach the motherfucker already thing? Damn it. Alright, I'll have to bleep that out. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> um, and, you know, you, you get some 
some very disparate positions inside of the Democratic Party. For sure. Which everybody should be okay with, right? Like, you've got differing opinions. People who are not, you know, uh, in lockstep with whatever is seen as the party line. Well, and I think that's like, that's the distinction that I really see as we've been watching this all unfold. I, I decided to go and look today about how did the votes align with uh, districts? So, yeah. like, you know, somebody's in a district that Trump won overwhelmingly. Right. Who are they? Where did they go on impeachment versus sure. somebody who uh, was overwhelming in a Clinton district? And what you see is that, first of all, there are very few Republicans in districts that Clinton won at this point. Right. Like, the, they, were, they got wiped out. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. But Many there of them are four. There are four, right. And all of them, but all of them are very marginally Clinton districts. Oh, they were yeah, like yeah, yeah. Plus two or three percent. It was very, very small. Yeah, margin of error kind right. of things. So now. what you saw was, you know, the number of Republicans who nominally were taking a political risk. Actually, it was three districts um, that were that were sort of a political risk by voting. Yeah. In favor of or yeah. against impeachment, excuse true, me. True, 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 um, And two of those are either retiring or looking to retire. So you're talking about literally one person who maybe took a political risk from yeah. the Republican side. We'll talk about those retirements in yes. just a little bit. Yes, that's our Will Hurd segment. Uh, but then you go to the Democrats, and they were in districts that were plus 10, plus 15. Like, they were significantly in favor yeah. of Trump. And there's surfing on the blue wave. 30 Democrats mm -hmm. in those districts. And of those, all but two voted for impeachment. Yeah. So those are people who are saying, this might actually hurt my reelection chances, but I'm still voting yeah. for impeachment. And I will say, uh, 538 has got some great. Yes, that's where I got this from. 538 yeah, yeah. has this very cool so tool where you can see all out. this. You can yeah. see. Previous Congress versus current Congress. Yeah, they, they got some neat stuff. Um, but it was just very dramatic. Uh, Van Drew from New Jersey was one of the people who voted against impeachment, who is a Democrat, who no, technically is a Democrat. He's no. actually becoming a Republican. No, he's so. not. Oh, did he switch over At already? time of recording, yeah. Okay, so, so if he's we gone. had right, a right. There that go. guy segment, it would be Van Drew. Yeah, that guy. Um, so he's he's... Pledged his undying loyalty. Yes, he's met with Trump. I mean, he's in a plus, I want to say like seven. No, it's actually pretty significant, but it's like, there was, a, yeah, like there's like one guy who was like in a plus 30 Trump district who voted against impeachment. Like, okay, I get you. Like, but there were people who were at greater risk than Van Drew was that, that ended up still voting for impeachment. So, you know, and look, you know, if you're voting your conscience, like, I totally respect that, but that's not what's going on here. This yeah. is the guy who got elected in 2018 as a Democrat is now deciding he's a Republican because it's politically expedient for him. So yeah. in the yeah, end, he thinks it's pretty well. I, yeah, I and, mean, and you know, the question is, is it politically expedient for him? Oh, I don't, we don't know. I mean, I think, you know, and I think we should speculate because that's what we do. Uh, it's true. So, so what's your speculation? <laughs> I, I, and I, I, I believe this, that 
people who have voted against impeachment, especially those who were uh, elected in 2018, mm-hmm. I, I think that the impeachment vote is going to be good for people who voted for it. Yeah. I think uh, so. Because, I, and, and I say this because I look at the numbers and the numbers for Donald Jackoff Trump is that the J? Was that J? I forget. Was, uh, yeah, was, his his yes. you know his approval numbers have been pretty steady, um, and even the impeachment numbers sort of started and are currently at around the same thing. Like those things are baked in with people, right? So, like if I, you know, people could be vocal on either side, fine, but. There's nobody that is, in 2018, was like, you know what? I think Donald Trump is doing a great job. Yeah. And now they're like, he's gone too far with Zelensky. That, There's not a lot. I mean, there are yeah, I think that's some not it. who I think that, that, like, that exist out there, but it's not a large number. No, I, I don't think anybody thought he was doing a great job. Yeah. I think before there were people who were like, well, I could probably find a vote for him again like i like the economy yeah. like you know his his things are just doing on the twitter yeah. i'm like a little annoyed with or this, i'm maybe not this, on the twitter like i think there are legitimately like i mean if you it's if you look at the polling his overall support has remained pretty rock solid now it's low support yes 40 um, to 43 percent and i think you know there are i think there's probably a certain amount of voters out there who you know we're looking for somebody to sort of overturn the apple cart, somebody to change things up. And he's probably lost at least some of those voters, but I suspect he probably lost those voters very early on in his, in his tenure that, you know, it was those people were like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Let's give me the benefit of the doubt. Da, 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 da. And it's like, you know, that's where you kind of see that like he was at 53 and now he's at 42 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think he has slowly found, uh, uh, found a way to take each individual issue and piss those people off. Yeah. Which is really an amazing skill. Yeah. Right? Because it doesn't matter kind of where you came into this from, unless you were super rich. Like, there have been zero policies that could have helped you. Like, there are no helpful policies. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you are paying attention to the specific policies, but I think there's also... It gets back to where do you get your news from and, and what are your, you know, overall sort yeah. of belief structure about like, oh, Republicans are the, the fiscal conservatives, you know, oh, they're the ones who are for smaller government. Like all these sort of like broad, abstract, well-marketed yeah. ideas, which fundamentally are not true. But if you're only getting your news from certain sources that are ultimately right. trying to reinforce those things. But interestingly enough, like even this, you know, you've seen... Even on Fox News, you've seen uh, uh, Judge Napolitano talking about why he should be impeached. You've seen, uh, shoot, who's the guy who's more of the straight news interviewer guy whose dad worked for What I'm almost Chris. there. Chris, I know. Chris, ah, shoot. Look, yes. So that even, guy. So even between You're not gonna tell Napolitano me and jerk. Matthews and <laughs> Chris Matthews? No. no um, Chris Matthews. Ha! <laughs> So even on Fox News, yes, between Napolitano and some other <laughs> <laughs> folks, 
I hate Hold you. On. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, sitting folks, here. He's, he's not remembering either. <laughs> Did I pause it? I know. I just unpaused it. I'm calling you out. <laughs> We've had a few drinks. It's past the debate. It's getting a little, little We all late. thought the debate was going to be two hours. <laughs> Turned we out had to be three. an extra we, hour. We, we drank appropriately to a two-hour debate. Turned out to be a three-hour debate. No. You know, it's all about planning your... God. What is his name? Ah. Chris, Chris Wallace. Wallace. So Jesus, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I mean, I said Matthews, but Wallace. You know, I W. I'm not a fan of either M. one of them, generally speaking. But uh, yeah, but, but uh, you know, even Chris Wallace has has been coming out towards i don't know if he actually endorsed impeachment but like like he was starting to question a lot of sort of the structure well, no, of these but things he, he was asking very serious questions right yeah. so how do you explain x or y and people you know get mad at him and you know you know he's asking the right questions when donald trump is tweeting against him yeah and uh, you know chris matthews i think is is uh, on a different network, but Chris Wallace <laughs> is... Uh, you know, and honestly, I think I find Chris Matthews more annoying than Chris Wallace. Yeah, actually. That yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I would so, rather listen to Chris Matthews. Yes. No, the other no, way around. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Impeachment is a very serious business, everybody. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, uh, so. It's been a very long week. <laughs> We're we're heading into the holidays. We're we're just you know un- unwinding a little. So um, yeah. So I, so one so of the things I want to we do I, have that in, in polls yes. on Fox News, right? Even outside of Chris Wallace, yes, um, and others have shown you know a greater than fifty percent approval for impeachment investigation at the minimum. And impeachment and removal, which is like, look, which I feel like we're above fifty percent for impeachment and removal at this point. But you know, once again, it's like that sort of aligns with how the votes went in twenty eighteen. Yeah. it's like we're still there's not a big shift in right, sure, that but, sort of core opinion. But how many people who typically would watch Fox News are voting on those things? Right, like right. their their polls are. I mean, their polls are actually pretty. I mean, decent. it's it's there's nothing, there's no reason yeah. a Fox News poll is necessarily to be more biased than any other. It's just a poll. Um, uh, well, I, I wouldn't call it just a poll, but they do yeah. take some time to make sure they've got a fairly representative sample. Um, yeah. I mean, their polls are much better than the YouGov Survey Monkey polls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I I think they also are generally speaking looking to skew things towards the conservative side of things Mm -hmm. and so when you see a poll on fox news that is negative enough towards the president that he feels he needs to call it out yeah i think that's significant right yeah yeah. um one of the things that struck me in watching the impeachment coverage was how the Republicans attempted to sort of defend Trump. Like they weren't right. None of what they were saying was really attacking the substance of the 
evidence against no. him. It was like, oh, but look at the transcript. Like, yeah, no, we understand. The transcript actually implies a quid yes. pro quo, and we know from other infor- information we have around that 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 was already established very clearly. Right. And that, you know, it's like completely ignores key parts of the evidence and is very obviously intended to be PR towards those voters. Yeah. And, you know, it's like the more I would hear them rattling off these talking points, the more I'm like, yeah, you guys don't have anything. Like, no. you know what happened. You just don't care. Yeah. I, and I think that, that that's, you know, really astute in terms of what their strategy is. It's like, well, you know, they've got three lines. One, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Two, you're all misinterpreting what he said. When I said do us a favor, I meant do us side text U dot S because, yeah. you know, it's, uh, the United States a favor. So that's an interesting one. Yeah. Three, like everybody does it. Yeah. And well, you know, and it's funny is like this is just like standard way of dealing with like literally any topic like this. You yeah. look at like, I mean, you look at climate change, it's the same thing. Oh, no, there's nothing really lo- wrong. Oh, there's bias. Oh, the process is wrong. Oh, but even if it is wrong or, you know, it's right, there's not that big of a deal. You know, it's not that oh, smoking's fine. Smoking's fine. Oh, it turns out there's some, some data, but the data really doesn't matter. You yeah. know, oh, you know. <laughs> Who's paying? It was, I, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I had this belief, and no, no, belief is not the right word. Hope that there were far more Republican representatives who would just choose to not get into it, like, right? Just choose just to say one. like, just, just say one that would just like even abstain, like just one to like, say like, come yeah. on, Will Hurd. Will hurt if you're out there. Like, just, just, just don't, just don't even. Yeah. Be, be, Look, Tulsi Gabbard voted present. I mean, just <laughs> sit back and say, like, <laughs> I, I don't. So, what do you think of her vote? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is just trying to make sure she could get some time on Fox News. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's I, like it does get her in the news to like, you know, in general. To have abstained. Just, just vote no. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I get it. You want to make a stand. Well, I like, think it's, if you think earnestly that the president needs to be censured and not impeached, okay. Disagree, although, but just, just somebody own that. needs to explain to me what the material difference is between censured versus impeached and not removed from office. And, liter- and there is a material difference that I can think of, and that difference is that an impeached president can't be pardoned for what he's been impeached for. So there is a difference. But, like, censure is completely meaningless in this context. So I don't even know what yeah. that's about. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know either. Hopefully somebody will, you know, comment on uh, I, iTunes when they're rating yeah, us. Right, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, but... And and Gabbard, if you want to rate us on iTunes, hey, good on you. I mean, Gabbard We is, will not abstain. I, I think Gabbard is like this kind of quintessential, what do I need to do to kind of not piss anybody off? I don't know. Eh, I don't but know. still get my time on <laughs> Fox such News. Such a weird, yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, there's, there's certainly a market for being like, I'm the Democrat. Yeah. 
who pisses off all the other Democrats, yeah. and so I guess there's that. But, but not for a good reason. Right, right. She doesn't have an argument. Like, ah, she doesn't have an argument. Yeah. So, I look, we're, we're at this point now. So, Nancy Pelosi has to decide on her floor managers, who are essentially the witnesses and advocates for the case right. in the Senate, and she hasn't decided yet. And jo- Justin Amash could be one of those people. And I've heard Schiff's name brought up, which I think he did a really good job. Um, if you've followed any of the, the actual debate, and I use the term debate loosely, but that's what yeah. they called it. But I think like in terms of like as they were going through, he was you know knocking back talking points yeah. and pointing out the facts of things. It was really well I mean, done. He is a he is a federal prosecutor yeah. by trade, right? So yeah. he knows he's, how to do this. This is all in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's got to do that. I'm, and there's some discussion around whether, you know, what's the process of actually getting the impeachment into the Senate? Because right now it, it's been made pretty clear by McConnell and some others that there's not going to be any It's going to be a biased process. They're working with Trump, which actually they're required when they convene the impeachment hearing in the Senate. There's an oath they have to take, and the oath explicitly says they have to be... Don't do all the things you're doing. Right, exactly. It's like, and so now we know they're not going to follow through with their oath. That's not really what's going on anymore. But, you know, it's a little bit bald-faced even for them. So there's some possibility that, that... Pelosi just sort of holds on to this and it's like, okay, he's impeached. There's no way to exonerate him. And, you know, we know you're not going to convict him. Right. But you also can't try to pretend that he's somehow cleared of yeah. any of this. And, and there is a counter argument to that that says that the moment that a president is impeached, like a clock starts, and at a certain point in time, if those articles aren't referred to the, the Senate, it's like he was never impeached at all. <laughs> so, where, and if somebody can tell me where that is in the Constitution, rate us on iTunes and tell us about that yeah. because I don't think it's in there. <laughs> no. uh, and this is all, you know, like President Trump last night and, you know, in a rally said, like, I don't even feel like I'm being impeached. Yeah, it's fine. You don't even feel like you've been sp- oh, sprayed with... He feels you know, it. Spray tan <laughs> for the last feels it. 20 That guy, years. like, he... There was, a, there was a thing where he was talking about... I, I want to say it was a... I don't remember if it was about Clinton, but he was like... Or was talking about possibly impeaching Obama. And he was talking about, like, how they would feel if they were impeached. And it was like... That's just describing what he's feeling right, right. now. And none of it's good. Um, no can't be good yeah so so i feel like that's pretty pretty well covered yeah i mean our Uh, our president impeached yeah uh we'll see what happens in the senate donald jackass trump yes we don't know how long it's going to take to get over there yeah um we are very curious and i think these are some things you should be paying attention to who are the floor managers right like who are the people in the house that are going to be responsible for essentially prosecuting the case in the Senate. Um, look for that. Pay attention to that. It's important. Okay. So, yeah. So, I think that wraps that up and yeah. uh, brings us to Election Circus 2020. Election Circus 2020. 
Yeah, can I say, sir, nice shirt. Thank you, yes. Uh, I am wearing my uh, Warren's uh, She Has a Plan for That t-shirt, uh, and uh, EJ is wearing a Warren shirt as well, so we are clearly representing. Um, so the question I think that that leads us to is, how did Warren do tonight in the debates? I think she was fine. <laughs> So today it was a big debate, a big debate, and by big we mean it was much smaller than every other debate. Yeah, thank God. Like, actually got to have them have a decent amount of discussion. Um, I don't know why the debate was nearly three. It was, I think, slightly short of three hours, but it was still a long debate, especially so given that they had fewer people on the stage. Yeah. Or is it lesser people on the stage? The lesser people on the stage would be Republicans. Oh. I went there. Anyhow, uh, but yes. Viewer is right. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think that the fact that they had fewer people gave them the ability to get deeper into things and then, of course, prompted the arguments. Yes. Um, you know, and I think like the arguments, I felt like earlier in debates what we would have is the pattern of somebody is sort of the front runner and now everybody has to go after them. Whereas I feel like there was a more personal back and forth this time with oh. the arguments. Especially there was a one between Buttigieg and Warren over uh, the, right. the, the crystal-filled wine cave of, of bribery or whatever that was. Uh, uh, there was also the Warren and Buttigieg one. That was... That was I mean, like, 80% of said? the drama was between Warren and Buttigieg. Isn't that what I just said? No, you said Buttigieg and Warren. I said Warren and Buttigieg. Oh, I so. see. Okay, so we're just taking it. Okay, yeah. But yes, absolutely okay. wine cave of... Yes, the crystal wine cave of whatever that was. I'm, I mean, Buttigieg's whole argument here was, and I, I don't disagree totally with him, but, like, this idea of, like, hey... It's expensive to run for president. The other side is going to collect money from anybody they can. Why shouldn't we? Well, and I think the way I come at this is if you're in the Democratic primary, that is not when you should be doing that. If you can't get organic grassroots support from Democratic voters, that's what we need to figure out right now is who's going to show up and vote for you. And if and if who's going to show up and vote for you is a bunch of guys writing large checks, that doesn't help us in in 2020. Yeah, but and so that I don't tend to like. But I think, yes, there is a, a, a reason to be thinking about the long term and saying, yeah. OK, in 2020, do you need those? Do you need that money? Possibly. You may be able to get that from the people. But the another place that How I think that we are you willing to wait? Well, um, the other thing that. I think that's worth mentioning is super PACs and those sorts of things, which I think that yeah, for sure. if, if Warren or Buttigieg or Biden or Sanders or Klobuchar or Yang or who's the billionaire, that guy, the billionaire in the, in the plaid fine. tie, the billionaire in the plaid tie who doesn't, his suit didn't seem to fit. Anyhow, um, either of them, any of them get elected. There's something to be said for, uh, Attacks on Repu- basically things to yeah. demotivate Republican voters. Yeah, for and those sure. are the sorts of things that a campaign cannot do itself. It has to be outside organizations doing. Not that in a work. way they could, could or should feel good about themselves. Yes, yes. 
So, uh, yeah. So I think that was an interesting one. Um, Klobuchar, I felt like, had her best debate so far. Oh, she was great today. She her hair great. wasn't vibrating quite so much, so that was good. Um, yeah, but she was just really on point. Yeah. She found the differences in opinion between her and other people. Yeah. And she hammered them home. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think her biggest detriments right now are other candidates of color or female. Um, Yang had a good debate as well. He did a little bit. He had some weird, like, sort of shout-out moments, and it was a little bit strange. But, like, he he actually, I really respect the fact that there was a couple questions where, like, yeah. a lot of the other cans sort of hit their talking points and sort of avoided the yeah. question, whereas he was just like, hey, here's what's yeah. going on. And he was fairly straightforward. So Yeah, um, I think that was really, it was really great. It felt good. Sounded good. I mean, from a political standpoint, for him to get up there and be able to say, like, well, look, I don't care what anybody else is, what I think is best. I think that's great. And also, it was pretty well aligned with a lot of the other candidates. Yeah. So I think he did a great job. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I think it was like, overall, it didn't feel like anybody had any particularly, like, bad nights. No. Um, no, I think everybody was fine. You know, I mean, I'm a Warren supporter, and I feel like she didn't have a great night but you know i think she did fine um it did feel like there was a couple moments where she ended up in a penalty box where it was like yeah you know she wasn't able to seven or ten minutes right yeah it was like there was a time where it was like yeah. she wasn't able to respond i think but i looked overall and she was like spoke for like two minutes less than you know i think sanders had the the highest one and i think honestly overall it seemed like sanders had one of the stronger performances tonight i think he had some really good uh hit his points and I, I, and looked good I honestly thought this was the best debate by a huge margin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, each individual person not only laid out their reasoning, but they also laid out the reasoning why the current trajectory of the the government is a thing that any of us should be okay with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I just I really did love it. It was yep. a great a great debate. Um you know, we did hear some kind of extraneous bullshit, but you know, you, well, you expect that. Yeah, that's going to happen. So yeah, it's it was a it was a, it was a good debate. It's a, like I said, it's it was almost three hours. We've been having beers since yeah. uh, oh, since yeah. the as beginning you, of the as debate. You needed to have right, been. yeah, and like normally when we record, we have like you know a beer towards you know the beginning. Yep, yep, Maybe yep. over the course of it, we'll have you know sure. three beers. So yeah. I think we're probably past that. Before we even started, so I mean, but this—that's all right. This debate today was really beer-inducing. Yes, I've I've got to say that of all of the debates, uh, and and actually, this is the one that paired best with a a fine lager with all the beers. What what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Well, you know, so I have got, and we're at your house, and I I I did check your vats and. Uh, you're not brewing anything at your house right that's, now, so that's true. I brought some beer over. I bought uh, Elysian Space Dust. So Elysian is a uh, a brewery that started in Seattle and has been purchased, as all the breweries have. Yes. Sniff, and <laughs> we can now get them here. But uh, uh, Space Dust IBA, IPA is great. It's a really well-rounded thing. Uh, brought that with me here to your house. Um, uh, it was so popular that everybody here who was 
uh, around to watch the debates uh, also took one of those. So uh, as my second beer, I grabbed a Lagunitas little something-something, which is... I, this is... Little, well, that, that's these like two beers are like... They, they signify in my, you know, sort of beer progression. Little something something was the first really good beer that I tasted and liked and looked around for. And Space Dust, the first time I had it in Seattle before they were sort of acquired, it was a revelation. Yeah. And now that we can get it here, I I always buy it when I can see it. Okay. So a little something something is the beer I kind of keep around as my beer for the hoppy drinkers. Um, I it is a beer that I can actually drink and enjoy, um, but I don't usually I don't tend to drink it myself very often. But it's like the one I can like. I don't want to buy a beer in my house that I'm not going to drink. So um, Son of Juice is another one that I've started to be like, okay, that's one I can have around that like I can drink that every now and then, and you know, not feel like it's a waste to buy it for myself. It's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and tonight I started with. Uh, Imperial Mexican Biscotti Cake Break from Evil Twin Brewing. Uh, I've, I wanted to get something a little meaty to, like, celebrate the impeachment. And, you know, celebrate's kind of a weird word to say, okay. but I'm like, celebrate this milestone in, on our way yeah, to and you can't find peach beers anywhere. Yes, peach beers. I mean, I can, did look for them peach today. There's ciders. Yeah, um, yeah, fair, but, fair, uh, fair, fair. But, uh, yeah, so I, I had that, and then I had... Uh, what else did I have? I had... Uh, the Beguile Christmas Ale. Beguile, one of our favorite locals here. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas it's Ale right is, the road. is good. Um, and then, yeah, and then since I'm at home, I switched over to whiskey and had, uh, I don't know if you've ever had uh, Stranahan's Sherry Cask Whiskey, which is delicious. Um, and then I'm finishing off with a, because <laughs> we've been drinking for a while, uh, finishing off with the Dark and Stormy. Uh, a little ginger beer and... Uh, uh, believe a Kraken uh, 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 rum there. Well, so uh, the Kraken's nice. That's yeah. So nice. a little, little off brand. I'm, I'm not, I'm not drinking a draft anything, but uh, having a couple cocktails you and know, enjoying it. When you sit there and are trying to take in what's happening in the political world, and there are a lot of things, and you start to sift through and say like this matters to me, this doesn't, and, you know, this matters to my, you know, sort of progressive values, and this doesn't, and all of those things, what you end up with is a broad spectrum of drinks, mostly on the alcoholic side, that (laughs) help you make sense of Some more than others, yes. Yes, 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 Some more than others. But uh, you know what? I, I have to say... It was really great um, to have the the juxt- juxtaposition of the the impeachment hearings yesterday, which were predictable and somewhat boring. Yes, um, and the presidential debates today. Yeah, because today was the first day we actually got some real conflict. Yeah, you know, and people calling out, you know, the other candidates, kind of basal instincts and expectations from their lives and that has really driven i think into us some contrast between the candidates from you know from pete to uh 
Camaro Joe. So, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So yeah, so it's been a good night, a good, it's I think a, a good night. week overall. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so not sure what our recording schedule is going to look like with the holidays coming up. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know, keep following us. Uh, you if know. on Christmas morning you get up, and your first thought is, where is the draft politics podcast yes, for this week? And if you wonder that, what you should do is go look under your tree because it'll be waiting there for you. Yeah. Text me. I will record one for you. Yes. And please don't report us to police for breaking your house and putting that under your yeah, tree. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Although you can, report us, you can report us to iTunes and rate us. Yeah. Please do. All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody. So, yeah. So, yeah. We don't have anything else. We don't have any international stuff. Well, we, we, there's international we stuff going on. We should. Like, uh, there's some big stuff going on with India and, and India who's being, a citizen and, yeah. and really affecting being Muslims. super and, restrictive yeah. and authoritarian. And I think it's like I, those are the sorts of things I want to give a little more time and weight to yeah. that we are not in a position <laughs> to do tonight. So, we'll, uh, we'll do that in our time and, of course, our local stuff. So, anyhow. Back to where I was heading. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Have a great holiday. Yes. Have a good Christmas, Hanukkah. Stay warm. All right. Good night. Bye-bye.